I'm Sarah Hagiki. And I'm Erin Vabornik. Welcome to Coeb's Adult Ed Advocast. The Advocast is a partner podcast of Coeb's State Advocate for Adult Education Fellowship. Each episode highlights challenges and successes in advocacy. We also highlight a new student story. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Erin. How are you? I am pretty good. I'm trying, still trying to recover from AEFL week. How about you? I know. I know. This is the time that every um, advocate um, is trying to recover from an exciting week with all the adrenaline and everything that was going on. So for people that they don't know what adult, what AEFL week is, would you please explain what it is and when it was? Sure. So AFL Week is the National Adult Education and Family Literacy Week, and it always happens the third week in September. So I don't even remember the exact date <laughs> of when it, that was, but it was a couple yeah. weeks ago and it was it was exciting. So COABE always celebrates with lots of webinars, presenting awards to um to legislators who have really done an outstanding job of helping to support adult education within their states and their local areas. And so there was, there was a lot to tune into and still a lot of advocacy work being done, um, outside of that time. And it was, it's always a whirlwind and it's always exhausting when it's over, but, but that good kind of exhausting. I know, I know. So for this year, it was on September 18th. It, it was during the week of September 18th to 22nd. So if you were curious, and there were lots of webinars, um, and you can find them, all the recordings on our Coeb's website. So you can go and watch the webinars if you didn't have the opportunity to participate in them live. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the big, the big moment too for the state advocate for adult education fellows because, um, they kind of have their, their launch during the COAB conference, which is usually in March or April. And then AFL week is like that, that next really big, really big advocacy push that they've been working toward. And so it's, uh, I remember my first AFL week as a safe fellow. I was, it, I felt like I was thrown into the deep end in a good way. Um, and with each AFL week that has passed since then, I feel more and more solid in my, my advocacy and my approach to it. How about you, Sarah? I feel the same. Um, the first year was very hard. I didn't know all the ins and outs of things. I had so many questions for people in our support community group here. Um, but then after that, I, I felt that, okay, now I know what's going on. And every year I just wanted to find a way to celebrate our adult education community better or in a different way. So usually a month or two before AFL week, that's the time that I'm, I start thinking, hmm, how do we want to celebrate AFL week this year? Uh, and that's very exciting. And when it happens, that adrenaline of the good interaction and all the meetings and all the events that we go to. And after that, I'm like, 
<laughs> I feel like a deflated balloon. <laughs> and I need a couple of weeks to to recover from that. So I I totally understand that. I'm just like a snail. I'm like now just poking my head back out of my shell after <laughs> AFL like post AFL week. I just kind of need to need to yeah. recover from the excitement um and not make any big decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. After that, start thinking about okay, like now, where does advocacy go here? Um, after it, so we are super excited and super honored to have um, an incredible guest with us today. And I want to first kind of mention how we found this guest. So we reached out to Coab CEO Sharon Bonnie and said we want to talk to somebody who has been making an impact and really pushing hard during AFL week. And she recommended this guest to us, um, the Connecticut State Advocate for Adult Education Fellow here for Cohort 3, Christine Valdez. And so I'm going to welcome Christine here onto the Advocast. Welcome, Christine. Christine, welcome to Advocast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And then I'm honestly feeling a little guilty after listening to you guys because um, as much as I was overwhelmed, I feel like I got, had so much support in my state. So I didn't, I feel like I didn't feel as overwhelmed as you guys maybe. So that's good. You yeah. can tell us all about it. But before that, would you please introduce yourself and tell us about your connection with the adult ed community? Sure. Um, I am a, a school social worker at Middletown Adult Education. I also um, facilitate our English as a Second Language program, but um, I'm also very involved in our um, workplace exploration and um, transitions programming. So I have my hand in a little bit of everything here and over the years because I've been here many, many years. Um, so I decided to take on the fellowship just to do something new and different. And wow, no turning back. That's great. It's great to hear all of that. How did you, how did you land in adult education? Cause I know many people don't have like that straightforward path of, I don't know about you, but I didn't go to school <laughs> to uh, work in adult education. I didn't know, know what existed. I lived it. here. And, <laughs> and I, I'm embarrassed to even say this story, but uh, basically how I ended up in it, I I used to be a clinical social worker and um, stayed home, had my kids, and I wanted to go back to work when they got a little older. And I told my husband, I was like, oh, I found this job. I'm going to go to work and after I drop the kids off and I'm going to be home before they get home. And he's like, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. But it did. I, I got this job, and I, so in the beginning, I worked like I think eleven hours a week, and I've been here seventeen years now. I'm full time, so you know, it just kind of grew um, as my kids grew, and it's been perfect for me. That's great. There is a saying that I keep repeating it that I even find adult education, adult education, fountain. Yeah. Um, and I feel that every time that I talk to people, I feel that that thing is very true. It's all all those connections that brings us together, and we find that okay, it was a call from adult ed community for us to be part of it. And it's, it's kind of ironic too, because I I was aware. If I think back, I I should have been aware about adult ed. My 
my um, dad came from Turkey. He was Armenian. And um, so I'm first born in this generation. And he simply brought family members all over, all who learned English in adult education. So I should have been aware of it, but it kind of just wasn't, I, I, I never really paid attention. And then when I saw this job, I was like, well, yeah, I remember, I remember something about adult education. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I'm, I'm curious because you, you were recommended because you did, um, just an incredible job during AFL week and, um, kind of giving an overview of like, how did you engage in adult education and family literacy week this year? Um, I basically ran with the toolkit that Coid provides. So Coid just, their toolkit is just amazing. Every little detail. But um, like I said, I was not alone. I, I'm very lucky in Connecticut in that um, our state association is very, very involved with Coid. And um, our state, um, our Coid representative also is very involved. And all, we all, we all work together. So it was a real team effort. And um, I think that's why it was such a big success because, you know, like you said, it's overwhelming. There's so much that can be done and that needs to be done. And so we each kind of took a piece of the pie and ran with it. And so it, it, it ended up really well. And again, our heads are all spinning like what can we do next year? And I, I saw you a lot on social media. <laughs> that was, that was a huge push. And actually it made me feel guilty because I thought, Oh boy, like I really need to step it up. <laughs> it was a great reminder for me. Well, that, um, that also has to do with, I, I decided to go back to school last year. So I got my second master's degree in educational technology and I learned about like all these great tools that I never knew about. So I was having fun on Canva and I was having fun with chat G GPT and just, you know, using what I learned. So that's great. So just break it down for us. How did you celebrate? Um, so, so we, we started, I started as soon as, um, you know, the COIB, um, uh, conference ended. I was like, all right, got to get on the roll. I got to get some of these, um, uh, proclamations out. So I, I started there and contacted also my state association. Like, what, what are you guys doing? You know, I don't want to be doing, the same thing you're doing. And so we decided to work on the, the governor proclamation together. And then um, I did individual proclamations. So I wrote to my school happens to handle 15 different um, towns. So I, I wrote to all the different towns and um, tried to explain. I didn't get overwhelming response, but I did get a couple. Um, and then together, you know, we met all summer with the state association and what we were doing to plan a big activity at the Capitol, um, to, to give an award, um, both a COVID award and a state association award to somebody that we thought was really, um, helping our cause, um, to get all the adult educations in Connecticut together to get students there, to get buses of students there. Um, so that was a, that was a big undertaking. It seems like, you know, it's like Thanksgiving dinner. It's, it's over in an hour, but it takes, it takes a lot of planning. I, and just to give some con, I was taking notes just to give some, some content, context. So you mentioned right after the COIB conference, you like started going and 
saying I need to get proclamation. So that was in April. Um, and I think maybe what a lot of people don't understand is just the amount of replanning that goes into AFL week, where if you start to think about what should we do for it on September 1st, it's way too late. Um, and I liked your first step there where you said, okay, well, I connected with the state association, right. To make sure that you weren't duplicating what they already did. I'm curious, did you already have like a, a strong connection to your state association prior to the fellowship? Honestly, honestly, I didn't. And, um, you know, I'm now a board member. I'm very involved. And so I, and I really enjoy it. Um, I, I've just learned so much, <laughs> so much through uh, so many aspects um, with this fellowship. And um, so I've gotten to know all the people better and gotten to know what I can do. Sorry, my office is nonstop. <laughs> That's the ringing. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it, I've been working with them now on a regular basis and, and doing advocacy, um, for our state association and for my, you know, middle talented education. That's great. And did you have any legislative meetings? Um, so we, we invited a whole bunch of people to our capital event. Um, we, we got a few people to show up. Um, so, that's definitely on the burner for next year about um, getting all those things out and um, everything's a learning curve. So just like the proclamations, I learned that, um, you know, you want to plan early on and, and, and do things early on, but at the same time, it's got to be the window that they're planning. So they schedule when they're going to, you know, go to an event or do a proclamation. So you have to like, and everybody's window is different. So, you know, you kind of have to keep a little chart about like, okay, this person wants to be contacted then and this. So it was, it was a learning curve. It really does feel like it requires a, a degree in like project management sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to manage it all. And so you mentioned a learning curve. So I'm curious, what, what have you learned during this AFL week and this fellowship so far? So one of the things I learned was from you. Um, I learned about storytelling because, um, you know, COVID, through COVID, you were putting out all kinds of things about looking for students to tell their personal stories. And um, I was trying to feed people. I went to a state association and said, like, you know, who can we get? And they gave me some suggestions and I, I fed them to you. But I, again, I think we were a little behind um, on that for the timing for um, our week of events. But when we were at the Capitol that day, I, I had had a GED student with me. And I just thought, you know, well, let me just videotape her because I had, um, the week before, I walked some students over to our mayor to pick up their proclamation. And she had just been so involved in, in talking with him. And the thank you she wrote just really, like, was so powerful. So I thought, let me see if I can catch her on video and, and say a few things. So that was one of, of the posts that I did that had such, you know, everybody reposted it. It was, and I thought, wow, they're on something here. Absolutely. Great. Everyone wants to hear from students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the power of storytelling and all the students. That's why we do the job that we do. It's for students. And every time that we talk to students and they share their perspective, then that really helps with um, empowering the community, just getting energized for the work that we do. Um, So that would be a good way to 
ask one of your students to come and share a little bit about himself. So, Christine, because you know our next guest so well, would you mind doing the introduction and we'll bring him on? Sure. So, um, Stowell Nixon is one of our uh, GED graduates from last year, and um, he is also a scholarship winner. Uh, after he graduated, he was involved um, trying to figure out what he wanted to do next, and we suggested a couple of things to him. He was trying to decide between, um, there was a new certification in uh, like working on boats. I can't remember exactly what it was called. Um, um, and the, the steam train program for IT was just about to start. So um, he ended up starting that. He's just about to finish it and has been one of their, their star people that I hear great things about him all the time. Welcome, Stone, to the Epicast. Uh, Hi, Stone. Welcome. Tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself to our audience. So my name is Stone Dixon, and I have been in adult ed for like two years, three years, going on, on and off trying to finish because of work. The exhaustion from work was really hard and um, mainly trying to focus on finishing. But I, I hear that you are now almost done with a, a credential program. So you've, you've made it. Yeah, How I graduated did you- in like I graduated in like two weeks. Oh, oh wow! Yes. Congratulations! This is so amazing. That's very good to to hear. Um, for for our audience, just tell us how did you end up in adult education program? So, I ended up in adult education from when I previously dropped out of high school. They told me about the program, and um. I thought that would be a better fit for me to finish school and further my education. Great. That's yeah, fun. it's it's nice to know that there are are options to choose what what works for you. And you said you had that that kind of that pull between having to do schoolwork and and trying to balance your your work schedule, which was mm-hmm. exhausting. And I know from the students I work with, that's something I hear a lot. So for any students who are listening, thinking, okay, but how did he do it? Um, like how, how did you find that strength to push through that barrier and keep going when it would have been easy to just say, you know what, forget about school. I'm just going to work. Um, what made me really focus on school mainly was just being able to find out that I had a future that I could actually uphold instead of giving up. Regardless of the situation I was in, it was really good that all the social workers and, and um, teachers here were pushing me and motivating me to do my best. Awesome. So you had a team behind you, but more than that, you found that that strength inside to, to yeah. make it by the time this comes out, by the time it airs, you will you will have that degree. That's more exciting. That's great. It's important for students to know that um, it's not only you. You need help. 
you need the help of your teacher, you need the help of other people in your adult education program. To be able to be successful is just not a one-man show that you can go and um, just finish and be successful. It takes a village to be able to graduate. And that's very exciting to hear. And what are your goals for the future? My goals are my goals after I graduate is to become a cyber in cyber security. So I really like to um do coding mainly and build PCs. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Sarah and I are going, Oh wow, that's beyond <laughs> if we can get our PCs to work, we're pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stone, there is, there will always be <laughs> a need for you and your expertise. So that is, that is really cool. And I know that Christine mentioned you were kind of trying to decide like what path, what path to take in terms of what to study. How, how did you land on cybersecurity? So I was um, watching videos when I was doing my courses on Steam chain on LinkedIn and cybersecurity popped up a couple of times and I've just been watching a couple of really videos and it really boosted my interest into it because of the coding and everything. That's great. Yeah, that's that's a job that there is a lot of demand for for that major. So that's great. Wonderful. All right. It was very nice talking to you, Stone. I was wondering if you're on social media and um, if you are and you're interested, would you like to get connected for other adult education students to answer their questions and help them to also be successful? Yes, I will. I'm not on social media as of now, but I will, I will make it, I'm, I'm going to make it out soon anyway. Awesome. You let us know when you do and we will, <laughs> we can tag you when this is um, released. And that way, if there are students out there who think, yeah, my story sounds similar to stone. And, you know, that way you can, you, you become that inspiration for, for others who are thinking, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I will. And they're going to see, they're going to see your successes and they are going to hopefully believe, believe in themselves as well. Yeah, it's always good to have somebody to actually question motivates you to become better. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Stone, for coming on the podcast and for being that person to all of the adult learners who are listening and beyond, right? Um, yeah, I know you, you I really appreciate it. Your story will inspire teachers, will inspire students, and, and we are beyond honored that you um, chose to spend your time here with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. That was, that was amazing. It's always good to hear from students and it's always good to hear uh, from state advocates and um, see how they are helping their community to thrive. And it's just, for me, I'm always so moved hearing the the challenges that are overcome and the challenges that I think we can all relate to in terms of that pull between 
the things that we need to do right now, like working and the things we need to do for our future selves. Uh, There's always that tension never goes away. And so there will always be challenges. And it's just us, how we react and how we find ways to overcome those challenges and barriers. Yes, I agree with you. I'm taking that away from from our our episode here today. And I'm feeling so excited because hearing success stories (laughs) and talking with passionate people always makes me really excited. Um, So, any any words of wisdom, Sarah, to take us out? Always, always find a way to get connected with your state association. Um, when you have a bigger community of support, you always um, will have a bigger impact on the community and you won't feel that you're alone in this field. Well said. Thank you for all of our listeners who have joined us. And a, spe- a big special thank you to our two guests that we had today, Christine and Stone. And we hope to join you on the next AdvoCast podcast. Mm.